Welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr, and today we're going to be talking with Tiara. Tiara is a good friend of mine. She went to school with me in esthetician school. We have the same boy-girl kids. Uh, One of our kids are the same age. We are the same age, so we had a lot to connect with. She came on and wowed me with all of her insight. She is so much fun. We talk about a lot in this episode, and I love her viewpoint. It's so different. She comes from an amazing big family, and she's always the rebel, which, you know, I normally identify as a rebel. (laughs) So we definitely have a lot to connect on. Some of you were able to listen to this before it got edited. I do apologize. My B, my B. I I don't know what happened. Um, (laughs) But I got it edited for you if you want to re-listen to it. Um, I honestly, let's be honest, you guys know I'm not good at technology, so I think it might have just came on by itself. I I, I could have did it. I'm, You know what? I'm taking responsibility. It's my fault. I'm so sorry. Uh, so if you're back with me, please listen to the edited version. <laughs> it's a lot more smooth. All right, enough from me, and please meet Tiara. Okay, today we are talking with Tiara. Tiara, tell us a little bit about you. So um, I grew up in California, um, a small little town called Blythe. Uh, nobody nobody heard, hears of it. <laughs> it's right on the border of California and Arizona. So like, you know, we'd go over to the river and stuff like that, and it would be on Arizona's side. Um, but I moved to Texas when I was 21. Um, to San Antonio, and then uh, my aunt lives in Carrollton, so I moved in with her, and then I met Chad, and you know, now I'm here in Denton, so I've been in Texas for about uh, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm one of seven children. Um, I'm the black sheep, so there's three above me and three below me, so I always try to use that to my advantage. You know, I was so neglected. I'm the black sheep. You know, I was always uh, the wild one of all of us and probably still, you know, a little bit more like that, you know, like changed my hair red and just very adventurous and um, big personality. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we connect on is the personality. (laughs) I'll still remember the, the time you're like, I thought you were such a bitch like when we first met you came in and I'm like no that's just my face I did so much like everybody's always like you look like such a like you have the resting bitch face but like once I start talking to you you're like you're not that way and I'm like no I'm not like I don't ever want anyone to feel that like I know what it's like to be like I'm not the mean girl like right. you know Yes, I would say that. I I can't. I didn't. I don't remember saying that to you. So yeah. the fact that you do is funny. But yeah. yeah, I remember thinking that I was like, oh my gosh, she's so scary. Because you would just yeah. be sitting there, and your face is just like, don't come yeah. at me. Yeah. And then you were like, hi, and I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. Well, I was a little intimidated by you as well, just because like 
you know, you're so pretty and like, you know, oh, you had you. like Louis Vuitton and I was like, okay, like I am not like, I'm not in, in this girl's category. Like I, you know, but I don't know, but it's just, that's why you, oh, can't, can't, you can't judge people because you know, you don't, you yeah. don't know. But yeah. I just, I think it's just the, like my eyes, like, and then if I do my makeup, like kind of, you know, like my dark, like, um, eyeliner or something, then it just, and then I'm not smiling. Like, yeah, it, it <laughs> you know, don't, don't fuck with me. <laughs> so you can see where people get where they think that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, it's like, I tell, I'm like, well, what should I do? Like just walk around smiling. Then people are going to be like, what is she, I want what she's on like what you know she's just over here walking and smiling like so I don't know I don't like I'm not like okay let me put on my bitch face like it's right you know so it, I get that a lot but <laughs> I just feel like yeah that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so what is your race and ethnic background um so I'm white, um, and, uh, my pair, uh, German and Irish, mm -hmm. but yeah, no, both my parents, um, white. Yeah. Were you, when you were growing up, did you get any German and Irish influence in your life? Like, did you, do you remember having any of that culture growing up mm -hmm. being in California? No, I, no. Um, I mean, where I grew up, it's, um, it's there, it's like a, a lot of farming or you're, you, you're a correctional officer, you know, cause we have two, um, big prisons out there. So a lot of, a lot of people that, um, from my town were either big farming, like cotton and, um, alfalfa and stuff, or, you know, you were, you were a CO, um, and it, it's pretty big, like, um, Hispanic, uh, um, population. But, um, no, I didn't really, I didn't really have any of that, like, cause I, I didn't really have any, my, my mom's side of the family, um, like she has a sister and a brother that live in Texas and then my dad's, um, sister and like my cousins, uh, they live in Dubuque, Iowa. So I didn't really, we don't really like have any reunions or anything. So growing up, it was just like us as a family, like that was you know, my, you know, my grandparents died, uh, pretty young age on my mom's side. I never even met my grandfather. So it was just us like, and you know, I, they didn't interpret any of that, like growing up. Yeah. So, um, I want to deep dive into your past a little bit. You said you are number four out of seven. You got three above you, three mm -hmm. under you. What was that like being in such a big family? And then on top of that, being the middle child of being a big family. And you said, you're the rebellion. You're the black sheep. Do you think you were that way to stand out out of so many kids? Tell me about your, your lifestyle as a child. I mean, I loved growing up with a big family, like, uh, to this day, you know, I'm close to all my siblings, obviously some more than others, you know, like I'll talk to my brother pretty much every day and he's older. So there's a pretty big age. Um, like my oldest brother, he's 38 and then my youngest brother is 19. So my mom had her last kid when she was like 43. So there's a big, you know, age 
age gaps in between. So like, um, by the time I was like 15 and stuff, you know, my older brother had moved out and was doing his own thing. And so I really didn't form a relationship with him until I was like 20. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like growing up, I mean, I feel like my parents both, uh, did a really good job at like not favoring one, like to this day, I don't know who their favorite is. They say that they don't have one, um, or they just won't tell, you know, but like they, they've done a good job at like making sure we're both, we're all, you know, feel loved and needed. Um, I think my rebellious, I think it's just goes with my personality. Like I, um, have always been that kind of type, like you only live once type of thing or no good story starts off with like, I was eating a salad, right. you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, yeah, you know, and growing up in a small town, there really wasn't much to do, um, you know, go to the river or go, you know, start drinking or, you know, so I, you know, did all that. Um, and not to say that like none of my other siblings didn't do any of that. It's just, I feel like I kind of took it to like, it was it, it more just, I have a very, I guess, obsessive, like, or yeah, obsessive personality where, you know, if I get on something, it's like, and they could, that could be positive and negative, you know, this and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, no, I loved growing up with a lot, a lot of, uh, siblings. Um, you know, it was never a dull moment and, you know, it was, growing up, people would always say like, oh yeah, you're a hackney. You know, like if I did school, it was like, you know, such a small town and everybody knew us that, you know, my mom, when she would get home, cause she was a, a school, t- she was in the school district. She would know about it. By the time she came home, she's like, so how was school today? Oh, it was good. Oh, well, yeah, I ran into so-and-so and they said you weren't in their, in their class and they wanted to make sure you were okay. And I'm like, huh, you know, so it was just very, uh, yeah, just, that's, it was small enough for everybody to know who you were, where you were not supposed to be, (laughs) and, and for your mom to know things before you could even think about lying about it, (laughs) right, yeah, so, I mean, it was all, I mean, we all turned out good, you know, I, I'm like, well, I didn't need to go to that class because, you know, I got all my homework done and, you know, I already know everything. Yeah. Like, like, well, you still need to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but yeah, no, I, I liked it. And that's what I try to kind of like, um, you know, I don't try to force anything with like my kids, you know, Jax and Madeline, Jax is five and she's two, you know, but I, like seeing them play together and you know get along and of course they have their moments like any siblings where you know they don't want to you know hang out with each other or anything like that but um I I think it's important to have that bond you know I tell Jackson like I'm not always going to be around like you know you gotta like you guys gotta look out for each other because that's how it is in my family to this day. Like, you know, if I call up any one of them, I know that they're going to be there. Right. Right. Um, 
were you rebellious with boys or was it just like ditching school? Like, or was it like drugs? Was it alcohol? Like, what were you like the most rebellious about? Um, I think it was just, I wouldn't really say it was boys. Cause like, I didn't even have my first boyfriend until like ninth grade. And, um, you know, it was, it was like, you know, for two years and then we broke up. Um, and then, you know, it was, I didn't, I didn't really have a lot of boyfriends. No. Um, I think it was just more like, yeah, just, you know, drinking. Um, it wasn't anything, you know, like crazy like that. It was, yeah, just, yeah. I feel like innocent, like, you know, teen. Teen rebellion. Yeah. Like, oh, you say I can't go out. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to sneak out the window and go out anyway right. to that. I want to go. Yeah. 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 So what is your sexual orientation? Are you straight? Are you curvy? <laughs> are you are you just um, straight around the corner? Are you gay? Are you what do you, what do you say, do it? Um, I would say I'm straight, but I mean I definitely like I mean, I think that women are attractive and like, you know, I've always like I've I, I like I've kissed girls and stuff, you know, right. like but like I wouldn't think I, I don't think I'd ever be like just with a girl or you know but I don't think like you know yeah I don't think like I don't see my you know I don't see myself being in a relationship with just a woman yeah I feel like if you know if but I'm not like oh no I would never do that you know I yeah. would never you know, so I guess maybe, I don't know. You're straight that likes to have fun. Yeah, I told Chad, I was like, well, maybe I am bisexual because, like, when we watch porn, I get, like, really turned on by the girl on girl, and he was like, yeah. you just like attention. It doesn't matter where <laughs> it's a guy or, or a girl, like, and he's like, I think that's pretty common when girls watch porn, like, it's normal, like, they get yeah. turned on by the girl on, and girl on girl, because I'm like, yeah, maybe I was like, what, after we got done, I was like questioning everything. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be with you. Maybe I should be with a woman. And he's like, I think that's a lot of women like the girl on girl. <laughs> <laughs> like a one porn video has <laughs> got you re rethinking your whole sexuality. Right? Like we can't even we can't even continue this because I I, know, I don't even know where I stand in life anymore and all dramatic and he's just like oh my gosh that's so funny because I was watching I think it was a documentary and it was about porn and it was a lot of women like the women on women porn they like girl on girl because when you have a hetero or male with a female it's so aggressive mm -hmm. that it doesn't appeal to women. Mm -hmm. And so therefore we find things in the porn industry that appeals to us. And normally when it's female on female, woman on woman, girl on girl, whatever you want to call it, it's more delicate mm. yeah. and more taking attention to not necessarily her body, like in a, in a discriminatory way. Right. I can see that. And so... The, yeah. the psychology of it yeah because like when I used to watch like I tell people they're like you watch porn I'm like 
you have to find somebody you're comfortable with. Cause like, I remember like my first boyfriend, like I would not, you know, we, we did. And I was just like, this is not like, I feel sorry for her. Like she looks like she's getting hurt and it's so aggressive. <laughs> like I like tasteful, <laughs> like not just. And so <laughs> like, yeah, the girl on girl, I could totally see that. Like, yeah. you know, where it's more delicate and they don't look like they're, you know, in like, is she okay? You know, she's over like, <laughs> I feel like I need to go and save her. <laughs> but yeah. I yeah, no, that was, that. Like, you should perfect. send me that. Um, so I can watch that. I'm yeah, sure. no, it was, it was really interesting. And it wasn't, I don't even think it was really about the porn industry. I think it was just about like how humans view sex in general and like how it appeals to us and how the porn industry has changed our mind about sex because we know that it's not real, but like mm. to this day, to this freaking day, because people are not educating themselves or having a, what do you call it? A um, proper conversation with their parents when they're younger, you know, about what sex is and like what is healthy sex or, you know, whatever it may be that's age appropriate, of course. But there's still guys out there that think that porn is real. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like if a guy comes up to you and he's like, well, I'm going to put it in your butt and then I'm going to put it in your vag and it's going to be okay. He's watching way too much porn. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, you, it yeah, doesn't no. work that way. Wash yourself. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 sir. Like that was edited. There's no possible way. And if so, there was a lot of things that she probably had to do. So she doesn't get sick. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, kind of like I was reading something where, um, you know, women they want their vaginas to look, you know, like, like in like how they are in porn, and the and the article was basically saying like, you know, that these that's their job, like they spend hours on makeup and they bleach it, and like like the and they were saying like, just because your vagina doesn't look like that, it's you know, there's so many different different ones you know Mm -hmm. so you're it's normal like you know that like um I think it was like like a plastic surgeon or something and they were saying like they get so many people wanting it to look a certain way or not you know and it's like it's it's normal you're just you have this like mindset of where you know you're looking at a, a video and you're wanting it to look like that but there's so many things that go into it like right. to, for them to look like that like right. I'm sure they didn't just wake up and <laughs> <laughs> no ingrowns completely right. smooth <laughs> and no pimples like no girlfriend like that is yeah. what it looks like and we're in the same industry for the listener I want you to know that I met Tiara in SD school esthetician school and that's how we met but we know what it looks like to wax a body part. And when you see, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way, but multiple of vulvas, they just fall in categories at this Mm. point. And I I think it's so funny when people are like, I don't want my friend to wax me. I don't want you to see me. And I'm like, I don't have a mental like, like database of everybody's vagina that I can't like, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm here for the hair. I'm not here to see anything else. Like we're just taking what we need to yeah. and we're going to keep on going. And yeah. I, I think that's a good point that you said, like there's makeup involved. There is, they spend millions of dollars mm-hmm. on yeah. porn industry plastics you know, mm-hmm. of making it look this way, editing it this way, photoshopping it. And I just think that we forget that part because Definitely. we haven't been educated on it. And, you know, there's some people that don't believe that you should watch porn. There's people that believe it's totally okay, or you can be addicted to it. And there's so many realms of it. I just think that once we start educating ourselves and finding that balance, one of today's show sponsors is Picture Perfect Brows and Beauty Boutique owned by Misty Willis. Are you in the beauty industry and you are looking for new services to offer to better serve your clients? Then please go and check out Misty's training academy. Misty has designed techniques to customize every procedure to meet the client's desires and needs and she's extremely passionate about empowering others to follow their dreams. She's been in the industry since 2016 and she is also a mentor and a trainer so that she can help men and women start their own successful business. If you would like to learn how to do permanent makeup, brow lamination, lash lifts, brow tinting training, please go to pictureperfectbrows.com and click the Training Academy button. There you will find all her training activities and she will never leave you hanging. She has so many ways for you to get ongoing support from Facebook groups, YouTube, phone, or sometimes in person. Why not learn from the best? Again, that's picture perfect brows and then click on the training academy. And she will help you build confidence from the outside in. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, and it, like, I, I've heard that too, where they're like, oh, I don't, you know, want you to wax me. And it's like, you're, it's all happening so fast. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna show me anything I haven't seen. Like, it's, yeah, like you said, you don't keep track of, you know, you're just thinking about, like, okay, I needed, this is what I need to do. Like, right. and then you start, you know, okay, or like, if I'm gonna do a facial, okay, and they come in with, you know, oh, my face is so bad. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's why you're, that's what my job, like, right. you know, I, I, I mean, I don't want your face to look bad, but I, <laughs> I like that because I can, I can say, okay, like, this is what your face looked like before. And now once we do get going in series and it's like nice to a good feeling to see the progress and, oh, I, I helped, you know, correct that. Right. And that's why I like, you know, estheticians so much is just because, you know, you can just see the difference. Right. Right. 
I want to go into that though, because um, the beauty industry is changing so much where everybody's getting everything done, but no one wants anyone to know it. Mm -hmm. And I believe in like the nineties and early two thousands, it was like, everybody was getting things done. Thank you. Nip tuck the show. Nip tuck, right? Everything I love that show. <laughs> right. But people wanted you to know they were getting it done. Right. I feel like during like the, that series. So now that you're an esthetician and you're going through it, do you feel like the beauty industry is changing for the better? Or do you feel like it's going to a point where it's just like no return? Like we're going the complete opposite of natural. Uh, I don't think, I don't think so. I think like, um, you know, some people, yeah, obviously overdo it and you can tell, okay, yeah, they've had work done, but you know, there's something like, I feel like now it's the, for a minute, there was that time where it was like, you know, nobody wanted to talk about the work that they've had done celebrities, whatever, you know? And then it was like a kind of a phase where it was like, whoa, you can not, I don't have to question. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're fake or her. Yeah. She's gets her lips done, yeah. you know, but now, like it's coming back to where people aren't afraid to talk about it but it's also done tasteful where you know oh yeah you know her lips could be a little bit plump or they could you know she could have it hmm. I, you know and I like that part of it you know like I don't um I feel like it's very tasteful like you know when I said that I wanted to get my lips done and everyone's like oh my gosh like you're gonna you know and I'm like that's just the, you know, what you think because you are so used to seeing so many people that get it overdone. But like, if you just go and you get one or two syringes or, you know, it, your lips aren't going to blow up. Like, how you, <laughs> you know, at least I don't think, I mean, I haven't gotten them done yet, but <laughs> you know, it's just so many people are like, when I told my mom that I got um, Botox, and she was like, you're not even 30 yet. Like, why are you? And I'm like, that's the whole point is right. I want it preventative. Like, I Yes, ma'am. So. Yeah, I, I love my Botox. I think everybody knows yeah. I love my Botox. <laughs> I, I, I need to go get it done again. But I, I actually. COVID. And Discord, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. COVID killed, killed me. I was like, I will never miss another Botox appointment in my life. Like. <laughs> Cause I know when we were in school, like you said that you, um, like that was your first time is like you, cause you yeah. told me what place you went to. And I was like, okay. Cause I had, I would like had wanting to do it. And then I was pregnant or whatever. So yeah. like now you go regularly, like you're on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of just go like, I have like regularly, but then not regularly. Like yeah. it, I try to go a certain time, but, um, yeah, I need to be on more of a, set schedule yeah you go to you go to the same place that you told me like that no I'm going to a different place in Frisco now but okay. um, I'm really liking them and they they move fast and um you know it's close to home <laughs> yeah I know I can't believe I I can't I wish I would have my car man I was so mad about <laughs> let's move on just a little bit so I want you to tell me about your journey with your body and having kids and have you noticed something different do you feel like your body type is different have you ever been stereotyped because of your body or are you not having any of those issues and you're like no no one says anything about me um 
I've always had like that pooch, you know, at the, you know, below your belly button, like, you know, and I don't really do enough like cardio to, to probably handle that just cause I mean, I'm not like, I'm concerned about it, but I'm not like to the point where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm that motivated to go and, uh, you know, I, I exercise and work and, and eat, try to eat healthy, but, um, after my kids, um, I mean, it's obviously more, um, uh, both my kids were C-sections, so, um, I have a scar, um, but I've never been, like, I guess, stereotyped or anything, um, I've always just been kind of, like, you know, on the petite side, I mean, I'm 5'3", so I feel like it's, it's more, it's more noticeable, um, after after kids like my pooch area um I call it the pooch yeah <laughs> but no I mean yeah have you ever had to pressure to either lose weight or gain weight uh after my kids I did yeah like because uh, you know I didn't want I remember my mom's telling me that um you know well, before I had my son like she was just kind of like you know don't be too hard on yourself, you know, like when I have, after I had Jonathan, my older brother, um, you know, a lady had come up to me and was like, when are you going to have that baby? And she had already had him. Uh, and so, so she was just kind of like warning me, like your body's not going to go back to where it was, you know? And, um, so I felt a little bit pressure cause I was like, oh man, I don't want anybody to think that I didn't already have, you know, the, my kid. Um, so a little bit of pressure, yeah. Um, I feel like as women, we just have that pressure in any ways to look a certain way. And, you know, just like if, uh, you know, if you are overweight, it's like, oh, wow, she doesn't take care of herself or she doesn't eat healthy. Or, and then really in reality, you know, they're like, they are doing all of that. And, you know, but if you don't, if you don't fit into a certain uh, category or weight, then everybody just thinks that you're just some like fat slob. Right. No, you're, they're probably working out and eating healthier than you are on any given day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That rolls me into our next question about stereotypes and how you're viewed in media versus real life. So this is entertainment. Do you see, or, you know, any type of media, um, do you see yourself or any form of yourself in any form of media right now in 2020? <laughs> hmm. No, uh, I can't think. Do you connect with any like personality or character on TV that you're like, that's me? Um, now, now that like when I'm in the show or I'm like, oh yeah, well, I'm watching this. Um, it's an older one. It's um, you're the worst, mm -hmm. and it's based about like uh, people in LA and stuff. And you know, I I feel like I can kind of connect with her. Um, her name is Aya um, Cash, and um, you know, just because of her personality and you know, like she's all about like their Sunday fun day or like day drinking. And I'm like, Oh, I, I want to go to lunch with her. Like yeah. <laughs> doing that. Like that's me, you know? Um, but I don't know. Uh, I guess I, like I said, I haven't 
you know, I've been trying to stay off of like the news and all like, um, even like reality, like I was starting to get like watching the real housewives and stuff and, you know, Oh, like, you know, I want, I want that. And she has two kids and I should be like, look at her. And, and they're like, you do realize that that's not, you know, she probably has like nannies and stuff to help her. Cause like, I just get, I get wrapped into, Oh, well I have two kids and I'm, I'm not even, I'm not doing that. Or I'm not like, Mm -hmm. she's my age and I'm, I'm, you know, not doing what she's doing. And so sometimes I, I feel like I get too, um, involved and like so I try to kind of stay away from all that yeah and I think the the I I was talking to someone else about this um they're always pushing women to grow up so fast I believe like yes little girls like like oh my god they have boyfriends it's like okay honey you're in fifth grade like calm down you don't need a boyfriend but then in middle school it's the makeup and then you started your period and this and this and this and now you're a woman and now you have boobs and like now we gotta dress sexy like then the sex appeal starts coming in and then if you get into high school and now you're supposed to like always lose your virginity during high school you know like Mm -hmm. they're pushing you so far that by the time we get 30 on reality tv or even in any type of media we're supposed to be CEOs of our own company, married to some guy that is a Fortune 500 owner. You know, like, it just seems like they're pushing us to be so much more. And to your point of, like, I have two kids. I don't look like that. I'm not in that point in my life. And then we have so much that we're comparing ourselves to. Yeah. I was telling, I, I totally agree. I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, do kids just skip that, um, like ugly, awkward stage? Because, you know, it's like, I look back at pictures and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, why did my mom dress me like that? Or, or even in high school, I'm like, wow, wow. I like, I was not, you know, I, I had an ugly, awkward stage, you know? And I feel like nowadays it's like all these girls and they're like, oh, how old are you? You know, you ask them and they, they say, oh, I'm, you know, 14 or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like you look like you're 21. Like right. you know, the, the makeup and, you know, they're just, because it now, you know, you can YouTube and um, how to do your makeup or any of that. And like, you know, when I was in high school or even like middle, like the awkward middle school stage, it's like they, all these girls are just skipping that stage. Like when like, where's your, you know, you, you have to go through that, like, and right. now, I'm, like, they're just evolving, and, you know, just, they don't, like, they they're never ugly up. anymore, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just, like, wow, like, what, at such a young age, like, what, you know, what are you gonna, I don't know, what are you gonna, not to look forward to, but, like, even, I know, like, 15-year-olds that have tattoos, like, they're, and I'm, like, what, that's something that you should look forward to when you're an adult, and you can go do it, and not just have your parents sign off on doing it, like, I don't know, just, right, I, and I'm always twisted, and I'm trying to find, (laughs) like a balance within myself because 
when it comes to stuff like that, like the tattoo thing, like to me, I'm like, how do you know what you want on your body at 15? Yeah. When you might change your hair like 17 times, you might not want it when you're 18, three years away. Like there's so many other things and I'm like, okay, well, how, what kind of mother would I be? I'm like, nothing permanent. As long as if it's not permanent, I don't care. You right. know, I feel like that is a good yeah. like, basis. But when I was younger, it was nail polish. Do you remember? Mm. Like, don't know. Red is for whores. And like my grandmother yeah. told me that. Like, I remember it was, it was glitter. Like, yeah. like I, I was the, the, like the roll on glitter from yeah. clear. Just like everyone's like, oh, you need to go wash that off before you can't go to school or something. Cause the right. glitter is, you know, like it was the forbidden, like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> you look like you just got home from <laughs> strip club. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy how much things have changed. And uh, I was reading this article and um, it was saying like how uh, mothers are forming a group um, and they're saying that parents that get their kids um, ear pierced are are in the wrong because they, the kid child did not consent to that. And then they were like, well, then you shouldn't get your son um, circumcised because they didn't consent to that. Or right. then next it's going to be like, well, they didn't consent to being born. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like all these comments and just, you're, you know, everybody has their, their viewpoint and, and people were like, yeah, I totally agree. And there's other people who are like, this has gone too far. And, right. you know, it's, just, it's, I feel like it's again, a category, like it's, you just have to do what you think is best as a parent there's no right or wrong you know mm-hmm. um you know are you putting your child in danger no okay by getting their ears pierced no are you not putting if you don't get them pierced are you putting them in danger no so it's just goes back to your person what what you want to do like yeah um that makes me think of when you say danger during covid um i did the rachel hollis thing where you know right now she's kind of controversial but i did her her video or her online um conference and one of the girls on there goes i during this time during quarantine during covid i'm going off of the 50 percent danger or harmful rule if it's less than 50 percent if they will not hurt themselves or get in danger or hurt someone else, then it's a yes. If it's over 50% that they might hurt themselves or hurt someone else or be in danger, then it's a no. She's like, oh, that I- is how I am parenting right now. That took so much stress off of me. Yes. Oh um, my goodness. I was, what, I'm going to have to uh, write her down. I didn't hear about that. Oh my goodness. It made me so happy. The kids are like, can we go outside and make mud pies? Normally I'm like, no, you're going to get mud everywhere and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, go do that. And they played in that mud for like three hours. And mm-hmm. I was like, why have I not lived by this rule sooner? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, yeah, that's, I kind of try to do that too, especially now that you know, Jax is old, like he's five, he can start making his own decisions. So it's like, oh, I want to go do this. And okay, like, yeah, I mean, or, you know, before it would be, he'd come home and he'd want cookies. And I'm like, okay, no, we're going to eat dinner. But I'm almost like, okay, you just went to school all day. Like, 
yeah, you want to go eat some cookies? Yeah, here you go. Like, <laughs> I mean, what's two cookies? Like, right. <laughs> I'm back. Like, I've just, I've it's kind of like refocused on what's important. And, you know, you got to ask, like picking your battles almost, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I can either tell him no and it, have a whole drama or he let the boy have two cookies. <laughs> I'm sure he'll eat just fine. oh my god okay shifting gears just a little bit switching subjects I do want to ask you how do you make friends are you a person that I know that you have a big personality I know that we've always connected on being opinionated and accepting each other's opinions but how do you make friends in other realms like how do you make friends with women uh, a lot of it is through work, um, you know, like uh, bartending, you know, you meet, uh, like I met, you know, hairdressers or like people, you know, you just start talking to them and, uh, you know, uh, to, I've made a lot of connections, you know, going uh, to for lunch and stuff outside of work because, um, you know, they come in and, you know, you just click and you start talking. I mean, some of it is, you know, that's, I got to do that. It's my job, but then it's like, it's nice to, um, you know, have that bond outside of work. Like, oh yeah, you know? Um, so a lot of it is through work, um, you know, just meeting different people. Cause I mean, I really don't go out or anything like, especially now with all, you know, everything. Um, but yeah, I just connect with people through work or, you know, um, I've just a lot of the times it's just like if you like I feel like as women we um we need to uplift each other more like if you see somebody that uh you know you like their shirt tell them like and then it's like okay cool you know and then you start talking and it's like goes from there it's not not as hard but when like it it is because it's like I've I've so many times where I'm like oh I just really like that on her or something but I'm like oh I'm not gonna tell her you know and and it's like well why not like that she could end up being your best friend <laughs> yeah yeah um we and I was gonna call her by her ex married name but Rayanna when we were in class what there was like twenty girls in a room we yeah. had blow ups right. But we had people that we just didn't vibe with. But -hmm. for the most part, to have that many women in a room was crazy to have the fluidity that we did. Right. No, I agree. And then on top of that, like, you know, the hair, the cosmetology side going in and out. I mean, it wasn't a big school and like personalities and, you know, you think that there would be a lot more drama, but you're right. We did all, you know, some we clicked with more than others but we didn't bash on you know one another so it was it was very nice I have good memories I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Tiara. We were able to cover a lot of different subjects and I hope that you really enjoyed her point of view. I think it's a little bit different, but at the same time, true. (laughs) She's so open. I, I love how she doesn't, she doesn't 
push back on the question. She kind of just goes in and answers it. But her viewpoint on girl relationships and her viewpoint on being the rebellious kid in the family, I think is so beautiful that she's able to pull herself out of the situation and evaluate it, but yet not necessarily apologize for her actions or her point of view. And I think that's so beautiful for someone to be able to do that. I truly believe as women, it's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ooh, is that bad? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She is not apologizing. She is telling you how she feels. <laughs> you know, she's she's very honest and I am grateful for her to come on. If you want to see a picture of Miss Tiara, you can go to our Facebook page, You Gotta Meet Her Podcast, and I will post a picture on there. You can engage with her, talk with her, and I hope that you get to give her some feedback. Uh, I know uh, it's hard. It's hard to get on and spill your, your heart, spill your story, spill your guts, and not get any feedback. So these women do need some feedback. Let them know how well they did. If there's someone that really resonated with you, reach out to them. Say, hey, this part in your story, I'm going through it. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Christine Barr, and I will check you on the next one.